Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh, and this is episode number 38. This week on the episode, I talk with the guys from Wolf Culture. Um, They are a great band coming out of the UK. Um, They've got an EP that's dropping this coming Friday called Dying in the Living Room. They have a feature with Kellen Quinn, and we talk about it all. Um, We talk about kind of the formation of the band, a little bit about the songwriting process, um, you know, what COVID has done to them, you know, with an EP that they were ready to drop and then lockdowns happening um, and really just kind of, you know, explaining what they want to do post COVID, uh, what their mindset was with delaying the album and things like that. Uh, it's a great conversation. I really appreciate the guys taking the time to do this, uh, with them being based in the UK, me being based in Indiana, we had to, to work on the schedule a little bit to make sure that we were all available. Um, and we were able to get it to work out and I really appreciate it. Can't wait for you guys to check these dudes out for now though. Let's just jump right in to my conversation with Wolf Culture. All right. So to start with, let's um, we we will start off with the the standard opening question for every interview, and that is, let's go around the room and kind of introduce ourselves and kind of what we do in the band and a little background on ourselves. Okay. Should I go first? Sure. Yeah, there you go for it. I go first. <laughs> um, my name is Max. I play guitar and sing in the band. Wolf culture. Oh, thanks, Jay. Uh, Yeah, I'm Reese. I'm the newest addition to the band, and I play bass. Great. Cool. Uh, Can you hear me? Yep. Yeah. Cool. Uh, So I'm Jay. I play guitar, um, and yeah, I'm Max's brother. So. He does a bit of singing as well. He does. He does do a bit of singing as well. He's, he's, he's the hype man of the band. Good, good. You got to have one of those, man. You know that. Exactly. Well, I try. Awesome. Um, so let's tell fans a little bit of background on the band itself, kind of the formation and um, you know the direction that you guys are headed. Uh, Jay, you want to take this one? Jay was pretty much one of the two founding members yeah. uh, with him and our drummer Jay Coop. Unfortunately, couldn't make it today, but no I'll, let, I'll let you take the story. So, yeah, I mean, me, me and uh, Jake were, we were in a band before this one. Uh, we also went to college together to do to do music. Um, and, yeah, we just sort of met through that. And we broke away just wanting to do something, I don't know, a bit, a bit different. There was a lot of sort of the standard pop punk sort of bands around our area at the time. Uh, that's what we've been doing you know, in every band we've been in. And I knew at the time Max was writing a bit of music and working on some new stuff and it just it just caught my attention. It sounded a bit different. So um so we approached Max and tried persuading him to, to come on board. He said he said he says persuade. I was across the hall obviously, like you know, <laughs> in our parents' house. Um yeah, so he, he just sort of stuck his head around one day and was there like, oh, do you want to sing a song? And then we just went and us three just bashed out some really loud Fall Out Boy covers. And that was it. Nice. The rest is history. Nice. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, and then uh, what's well, about a year ago now, uh, we, uh, you know, rejoined the band. And uh, yeah, 
that was all she wrote. Awesome. <laughs> so um, with that, like you said, you know, I, most bands start off in a kind of a cover band uh, aspect uh, to some degree, you know, while you're trying to figure out your sound and stuff like that. Was it a pretty easy transition for you guys once you figured out, like, okay, this is kind of what we want to do. This is where we're going to go with it. Yeah, yeah. I think um, because we all, because because we were doing like covers of, um, it was more just like punk and alternative rock at the time. Um, so it would be bands like Fall Out Boy, you know, the, the, the sort of go-to, what I would call the classics. Right. Um, so like, yeah, Blink-182, um, yeah, Fall Out Boy. And then, uh, well, more recently, just like Angels and Airwaves sort of thing. Yeah. That's sort of, um, so yeah, anything with Tom DeLonge in basically, anything he's touched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, so we, um, yeah, so, so we, like, like I said, we started doing the covers and uh, it quickly became apparent that whilst we really enjoyed playing that music, it, we wanted to convey, you know, we had some stuff to say, we felt like we had things to say via music and wanted to, you know, express ourselves basically and that is you know obviously what music's all about yeah um so yeah it was it was really it was really natural sort of tra- transfer i think it was um it was probably more the pressure of having a show lined up and having a set primarily of covers and we think oh okay well we want to we want to chuck one of ours in there <laughs> or something and then write a song for, i think we, we played like a, a local skate park or something it was one of our first gigs um we were under a different moniker at the time but um, yeah, no, we basically just played that, and then at the end, chucked in our song, and everybody seemed to like it just as much. So yeah, yeah it was pretty pretty natural. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think that's you know kind of the like you said, kind of the trick is okay. We've got a bunch of covers. Where do I put my song? Like, how do we do yeah. this transition? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, do we even tell them that it's a, our own original work, or do we play <laughs> it and then tell them afterwards? Type of deal, right? Yeah, yeah, trick them. Yeah, trick them into liking it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was yeah. at a show obviously before uh, COVID happened and everything, and it was almost exactly like that. They did like three covers, and then it was one of their original works, and everybody's like, "Man, that was really cool. What was that?" And then yeah. after the fact, they were like, "That's a a new song for us," and blah blah blah. And we're like, "Oh, oh shit, yeah. okay, that's cool." Oh man, I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So cool. it's 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 a really natural way to get into a band, I think. Um, I suppose now the problem is obviously it's our sets tend to be all of our songs now. So <laughs> yeah. where do you stick? Where do you stick the cover to? Um, <laughs> you know, if you're, you know, playing a festival or something. So it's but yeah, it was, it was a very natural beginning. Um, and uh, I mean, even before the formation of the band, me and Jay used to just like play as a duet, sort of like an acoustic duet when yeah. uh, we were much younger. Um, and yeah, it's just always music sort of always been part of our family and, and playing together. So yeah, it was like I say natural. Yeah, awesome. So um, you guys have some new music coming out. Uh, the podcast is actually going to go live on next Wednesday, so just a few days before the the new EP and everything. Um, oh, nice. Let, yeah, let's tell fans a little bit about. Obviously, I don't want you guys to get in trouble if if you can't say anything too early. But um, you know, tell some some stuff about the the new EP. You've got the new single out already as well. Um, just kind of what that that plan is. So. Uh, well, the EP, for, for those who don't know, is called uh, Dying in the Living Room, um, which we wanted to, going into making this record, we sort of wanted to be a bit more me, but sort of as the you know primary songwriter, I wanted to be a bit more sort of in touch with what I was feeling in a certain space of time. And that's sort of how we did the first EP. Um, it's just sort of more, 
almost like a, I treat it sort of like a diary. And uh, yeah, so so at that time, so for those who've heard, nervous was more just sort of, you know, commenting on battling battling with like anxiety and um, how you can sometimes come across as someone that you're not due to being so anxious in a situation that I know, you know, many people, like a lot of my friends have um, sort of suffered, suffered with. Um, so that's sort of why we wanted it to be the, the flagship song for this release, because we felt that it spoke sort of for all of the other songs on the album as well. Yeah. Um, but as always, we, we wanted each track to have its own space, and uh, I think we've sort of achieved that. So... But yeah, it's, it's, we've had a really good response to Nervous so far, and it's it's made us very happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's always, always good to hear praise. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think we. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I think we were we were sort of uh, a bit. I don't know what the word would be. Well, nervous about um, <laughs> skeptical. <laughs> skeptical, yeah. yeah. Skeptical, yeah. yeah. That's a good. That's yeah. Any any excuse for a plug? Any excuse for a plug? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we were yeah skeptical about how a release is going to go. I mean, it was really early days, in, you know, in the whole COVID sort of thing. Right. Um, so you know, it, we were just we're sticking out there because we we didn't feel right, sort of sat on it, and uh, and yeah, I think it's gone better than we could have hoped. Um, obviously, with uh, like you mentioned before, big picture behind it, um, and you know, help from Common Ground and everything. It's just yeah, yeah, really yeah, big yeah. I think we're a bit like uh, worried as well because of the, the the shift in genre, because it's it's like quite a bit different from um, Devil's Plans. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I think we, we've gone for more of a um, well, the, the aim. Oh, I mean, that's, I, I say aim. We did we didn't really go in thinking, right, that's it. We don't want to sound like Wolf Culture anymore. We we definitely think that there needs to be a sort of consistent element um, throughout all of the songs that we release. But we definitely wanted to sort of scrap any sort of idea of what we should sound like, you know, like what's what's the follow-up to um, Devil's Plans? And we were just thinking, no, we, we don't want to do that. We just want to make what feels right yeah. there and then. Um, and, I mean, a lot of the songs, um, there's a song called Ultimatum uh, that's the next one to be released that's coming out soon. Um, and that, the chorus for that, was written like a good two years prior to us even recording it. Wow. Um, and it was it was very similar on Devil's Plans where I, I, I'm, I'm, cons- I'm sort of constantly in writing and recording demos and, and all the time, like sort of all the time have music on the brain. Um, so yeah, so to have lyrics that I wrote, you know, when I was even, you know, like two, three years younger to then record it and still feel as passionate about it was, right. A really good indication that that was what I should be doing at that time. Um, so yeah, I think we just went into it going, "This is what we would want to listen to right now, and this is what we do best," sort of thing. So we just scrapped the rule book. <laughs> right. Well, I, I think you know that's a, a big thing that some bands don't really take into consideration. Right? Is you know some bands are very cookie cutter in their sound, and you know each album's going to sound the same. But um, I was just talking to a band like two, three days ago, and we brought up Bring Me the Horizon, you know, and every yeah. one of their albums is a completely different sound, Yeah. but you kind of expect that now. They're consistently inconsistent with what they do. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah we they try, that. really we try that. and like push the boundaries. They do every yeah. every time they do a release, it's like they just they sound like them. They do it in their own way, but they just really want to explore yeah. all the different genres that they can and merge it yeah. all together. Yeah, we're quite similar in, in that respect. I think we still have further to go um, to sort of push our parameters as a band. Um, you know, with like you know genre bending and stuff like that. But this EP is definitely. A closer step to you know even music that we're working on now because like i say we're, we're constantly working on music yeah, yeah. um but yeah it's, it's definitely it's definitely quite a big step for us from from the first ep awesome. but it's good to hear that people are liking it so far yeah awesome um so you kind of mentioned it the the ep originally was supposed to be out already uh covid really fucked up everybody's plans on stuff and so you guys <laughs> okay. um, yeah. kind of delayed it a little bit Obviously, that was a conscious choice. What was kind of the plan behind that, though? Is it just simply it didn't feel right to put out music that you can't really be out supporting or, you know, just didn't want to detract from from COVID's crisis? Did you get well, it, think you'd get lost in the mud, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Jay, did you sound yeah, like you were going to say something? I think, I think it was it was just totally new territory for, for every band out there, I think. Like, just nobody's really been through this before, so it was, yeah, it was just a total shot in the dark as to, you know, how it was going to go down right. and how any release would go down in this sort of climate. Obviously, now I think people have warmed up to it, um, you know, to releasing music in general. And people are starting to figure out a way to support it. But, yeah, I think, uh, I mean, we were meant to have a, a tour with a, a band called Palmist um, around the UK, and that was obviously delayed as well. Yeah, that was uh, one of the first instances. Yeah, and uh, and and obviously that would have sort of backed up the release a little bit more. So yeah, yeah. it's just totally um, uncharted territory. Yeah, and it it was a definite, it was a conscious decision made between um, us, the band, and our record label, Common Ground, um, because we looked at it in, in the sense that we can release this music whenever. Right. Um, you know, God knows we want it out as soon as possible, um, but with everything that's going on in the world at the moment with current affairs and everything like that, we didn't, it didn't feel right to be pushing this music that wasn't yeah. addressing that or anything like that. So yeah. we, we just felt it wasn't the right time. Awesome. Um, so again, diving back into the EP a little bit, there's possibly a surprise, uh, collaboration on the, uh, the album. Do you guys want to talk about that a little bit for, for people that don't know what's happening? <laughs> Oh yes. Yeah, we can. Well, we're, we've been told we're allowed to, which is good. Yeah, good. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so we were lucky enough to work with um, Kellen Quinn uh, of the band Sleeping with Sirens, um, and that was a great, that was a great experience. So he's on the track that I was mentioning before called Ultimatum, um, which is probably uh, one of the more deeper emotional songs, at least lyrically. Uh, definitely was for me. Um, so it was great to have, you know, that, that second voice as a sort of second perspective on it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we, we sort of, I mean, I myself grew up listening to like Sleeping With Sirens and, yeah, and, me too. and uh, all of the, you know, anything basically that Kellen's been involved with. So it was, um, yeah, it was really great to have him feature on the track. He's a really nice guy, really sound. So, yeah, it's awesome. good. Yeah. I remember when we... Sorry. No, when, go ahead, Jay. When, when we first found out, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, we, we got the emails confirming that Kellen was going to be working on Ultimatum with us, and I was in Disneyland at the time. <laughs> so it's like getting the best news right. in one of the <laughs> one of the sort of happiest places. But it was uh, 
was a good combination. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I um when I saw the the name obviously on the track list and everything, I was like, all right, that's that's cool because Kellen does. It seems like he does a lot of of collaborations, but he's very picky about the people that he he works with. So I think it it's a testament to you guys that he felt that that was a project he wanted to be involved in. Yeah, yeah it was it was it was it was really it was really humbling to have him. Yeah. Um, you know, and to be honest, he he was sort of like at that point the song had been had existed for quite some time. And uh, the way we've done it is we had actually recorded a version um, where it was just me singing the vocals. And we felt like it was missing something um, around the sort of like bridge area. And uh, and then, yeah, so and then we you know, received a few emails saying that Kellen was really interested in working on that track. And uh, it sort of breathed new life back into it. Right. Because at that point, obviously, you know, you're rehearsing it all the time. And, and it's, I mean, we still love the songs, but... Um, yeah, briefly new sort of enthusiasm into getting yeah. that song out there and yeah. now we're just super stoked to have it out as soon as yeah. possible kind of has like this crazy energy in his yeah. voice that um that that particular part of the song just really needed and benefits yeah. from him supporting it and just taking away man he is he nails yeah. it so awesome yeah yeah i think um for his voice specifically like you're saying he there's something about the way that he can deliver emotion through his voice that is almost unparalleled. Yeah, yeah definitely. absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, he's, 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 he's got one of those voices that you could, you know, you could pick out that it's him. Right. Do you know what I mean? It, it's, it's quite unusual to have a, you know, such a unique voice. There's very few uh, artists out there where you could go, you know, that's this person, that's this person. And that's, that's something I would strive to do in the future, obviously. <laughs> but it was, it was a treat. It was a treat for us to have him, feature on the track as well so it's hopefully everybody likes it as much as we do yeah um so like you said you you kind of are writing all the time and and things like that what does the the actual like album creation process look for for you guys is it you know let's flip through the the notebook if you will and just grab a few things or do you kind of have an intention when you go into that recording process um well by the i mean the way we write songs um, varies from what well, it has varied from uh, release to release. So the first EP we did, so Devil's Plans, was it was sort of two years in the making, I would say, and that was very much a you know I'll bring a song that I've been working on acoustically and I'll bring it to the practice room and then we'll just bash it out and that's how the song's made sort of thing. And then when we recorded it, oh it's missing this, so we'll add that. This time round, it was more um mainly because i just sort of you know got more familiar with technologies such as you know like logic and yeah. and stuff like that to to record demos so the demo making process has definitely been a lot more streamlined for us so this was more a case of i've just you know plugged the electric straight into a computer and, and just record a demo of it and then um it's usually programmed drums at that at that time we do it a bit differently now but it was it was program drums um and then we'll basically and then we'll get jay to do his guitar part and and yeah and that's basically how it was how it was made uh, it was it was a lot more of a oh, i'm trying to think of the word now <laughs> but it was it was it, it was it was less of a let's get in a room and play our instruments until something happens it right. was more of a this is what the song is this is the structure of the song this is what we want to convey with it and then 
I think the way we did it now is a lot more time to um, sort of sit there and really think through like guitar parts and things and about how it can convey emotion through like lead lines and stuff like that. Right. Um, and then by the time we had some solid demos going, we you know we took it to Neil Kennedy at the ranch, um, and he really dug it. So we had a few Skype calls with him, and he was really interested in working on it. And we were of course really interested in working with him. Um, and then yeah, we just took it there and recorded it in a very similar way. I think the the, the sort of like Max said, the the writing process has evolved over the you know since the Devil's Plan, Plans for Idle Hands through to this release. Uh, there was a massive change, but sort of since this release or since we've been going through this process, and obviously since again COVID, um, it's sort of been a, a real blessing to have. I mean. Reese has obviously joined the band in the last uh, year or so, yeah. and Reese has sort of kind of brought a bit more perspective in terms of production and uh, and the more technical side of stuff. Um, Reese is also a great drummer, so um, <laughs> it's good to sort of have his input on that side of stuff. And and like Max said, we we used to program drums. Now we've got Jake recording his drums, sort of sending that over to to Max. Max then pieces that in with the song sends that over to Reese and it's just it's a real team effort yeah without having to get into a practice room and <laughs> yeah yeah it's actually it's been a really interesting um situation to find ourselves in um having to to keep writing music but we can't can't see each other and obviously a lot of bands every band is going through that right now right. but uh, I really I really like the way that we've learned to deal with it and how we've learned to you know communicate about and evolve the songs that are written um when we haven't actually seen each other. And sometimes we don't even talk to each other. It's literally just over like messenger. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we always, we, we always seem to be on the same page as well about, you know, things when it comes to, you know, making demos and it's we're all coming from the same perspective, but we each bring something different to the table. Um, and it just it seems to work really well. So I think we were, it wasn't a conscious thing for us to start writing this way, but I'm very glad that we did before you know, lockdown and, right. and all of the COVID business yeah. happened. So, um, so yeah. in the right place to be doing it right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, obviously COVID messed up everybody's plans for, for everything in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like you said, you were able to, to kind of redirect pretty quickly. Um, is it something going forward that you think this will still be a way, you know, even when rehearsal spaces become available again, that at least the demos are still going to be pieced together kind of this way, just because it's it's comfortable to an extent now. Yeah, I, I think it will be. Um, it's like I say, it, it was never really a, a conscious thing to, to go. This is how we're going to make you know demos. This is how it's going to be. It's the way we start writing songs varies. So you know, it has been in the past that you know we we would be in the practice room practicing our other songs in the set. And then somebody plays a riff or, or a drum fill or sings something, um, and it will sort of go from there. Right. Um, which obviously would then be a bit more natural to to do that in that practice space as opposed to you know through a like a, a door, so through logic or something right. like that. Yeah, I think I think the only difference, kind of what you're getting at there, is in a rehearsal space it may be more or- organic versus more intentional for what you guys are building on. Um, yeah. But that being said, you know, you guys have, have kind of found the sound and, and worked together. So you kind of, 
it sounds to me like with the way that you're doing it now, it's kind of that Lego pieces type of deal. Like, okay, here's our mm. base level. Let's build on top of that and build on top of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, so, and like, I, sometimes you've got to tear it down and, and rebuild right. it. Yeah. But so the good again. thing about, about that is the way we're doing it is we, we already have the building blocks, so we can always just revert back and, and grow the song however it needs growing. Right. And I think the nice thing with doing it through like logic and, and whatnot is like you said, you've always got those blocks. Obviously, if you don't delete the track, you can go back and be like, well, hold on, this did sound a little bit better, and it's not yeah. so much just in the room, like, wait, play it like you did before. I don't remember yeah. how that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've, yeah. We've, got a, we've got a very messy Dropbox slash. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is a nightmare, actually, but it, um, it works. It works. Yeah. Yeah, great. Um, what kind of plans do you have for videos and stuff like that um ultimatum is going to be the next single is there any sort of video that's going to piece in with that uh jay do you want to take this one yeah so I, I think with ultimatum we were definitely planning on on doing a video um and that that may definitely it may be a possibility if restrictions work in our favor right um and obviously, the UK is working differently to, to other places, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's something that we're working towards. I hope that we're going to be able to do it. And we've we've also been in discussion with with Kellen, but um, but yeah, it's it's up in the air at the moment. Um, mm. Obviously, I think content like videos and uh, you know just general sort of stuff to back up releases is going to be more important than ever. Um, yeah coming out of this so so we'll, yeah we'll see where we're at I, this well uh, this weekend actually uh, a lot of the restrictions have sort of been lifted pubs are reopening in the uk and mm. like that so it's heading in the right direction um but it's totally down to you know <laughs> being restrictions yeah. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Well, I yes, mean, we yeah. got quite quite lucky with the nervous video because um mm. the the week of the the shoot for nervous was the week and a half before uh, the UK went into lockdown. Oh. So yeah. we, were, we were like, Cut, we were all good to very do it. Close. Yeah, yeah, but it was, it was really close. If we had like missed the schedule by a week, when we wouldn't have been able to do it. We wouldn't have a video. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it, that's the crazy thing too, is to see kind of how COVID has affected the States versus the UK versus like Australia or whatever. You know, there's, there's so much variation. And like Indiana, where I'm at, we've done a pretty good job maintaining and, and getting the numbers under control. So we've, you know, been opening back up. And, um, I think this, I think Monday, so tomorrow, um, we can start doing like 75% of people back in restaurants and bars and that sort of stuff. Gyms are opening up. So we've done really well, but then there are States like Illinois, which is directly, you know, next to us that have done terrible at it. So they're like way farther behind. And it's, it's I think a little different obviously in the UK just based on size and, and the way that you guys did lockdown yeah. it's a little more uniform over there versus here there's a lot of bands that want to get out on tour and it's like okay but that state's not allowing anything yet or we can't go here because of this you know at least you guys are slightly more uniform in that process yeah, yeah. I think in terms of touring and shows and things like that it's um I mean, that's a whole different... Right. Still a ways <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah. 
Awesome. Yeah, well, yeah. we've got the um, the tour lined up with uh, Harmist again. We rebooked that. That's uh, we're praying that we'll be able to go out yeah. in November. But you know, um, it's it's more important that people are safe. Right. So if that Absolutely. doesn't go ahead, then then that's that's uh, that's what happens, and that's what's yeah. more important yeah. is the safety of people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so within COVID and, and kind of the digital age that we're in now, is there plans to do maybe some sort of like live streams or like, you know, Instagram live Q&As and, and things like that for engagement? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's definitely in the pipeline for sort of surrounding the uh, the actual release of the EP. Right. Because um, it's a very um, fulfilling part of being in a band is to have that engagement between you know the people that the fans that are listening to the right. songs and getting their feedback and you know even if it's bad it's, it's just <laughs> it's all it's all it's all good to um you know it's good to hear what people think and, and you know like you say like instagram and instagram lives and all that thing um are very good ways of getting in touch with fans yeah and i think that's important yeah yeah we've i mean we've been discussing sort of between the band and with our with our management and stuff like that on ways to to you know to do live streams and plus some other different things that are going to be a bit more you know sort of interesting and stuff that people may have not seen before um we're, we're always brainstorming yeah. um we've had a lot of ideas that we shot down and decided were you know just stupid ideas but. right <laughs> but sometimes yeah. that's the best way to get to a good idea right is to well, that oh, way it doesn't yeah. work. That's dumb. Yeah, sure. But if we did it this way, maybe that'll work. Yeah. 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 It's it's a constant conversation that we're we're in. Is is you know how can we make this work with the limitations? Yeah. Great. Um, so the EP comes out on the tenth, and like I said, this will come out just a few days um, before that. Now, um, kind of with the new sound for fans that have heard nervous. Is is that going to be kind of the benchmark for this EP, or is there something special they need to expect off of it? Um, well, like I say, I mean, we see "Nervous" as the sort of the flagship song of the EP. Um, is it our individually favorite song? Probably not. I think we each would say a different one off of the EP. Yeah. Um, there's a song personally that I wrote, you know, quite some time ago. Now it's probably the oldest song. Uh, sort of lyrically um, to be finished on the EP, which was it's a song called Rain Dance, um, which I always saw as the sort of the transitional song between the first EP and this release. Um, so yeah, I, be, I, I can't wait to be playing that live and um, you know just hear people's reaction to that. But I mean that that would be a good starting point, I think, if you were going to listen to you know if you listen currently listen to our previous music and are thinking about listening to the new release then that would be a good starting point I think along with Nervous and uh, if you, you know, sort of just wanted to dip your toes in and <laughs> right. see how it goes yeah yeah awesome um, so let's say you know COVID goes away all the, the restrictions at least in the UK get lifted um, you said you've got a, a tour planned in, in November would ideally by the end of the year that be the plan is just to tour out yeah I mean we're just sort of dying to be playing the new songs and, and getting back out there. It's been quite a while since since our last gig, yeah. um, and it's definitely it's, it's you know it's, it's, that's part of being a band, isn't it? It's, it's what you want to do is have right. that instant sort of reaction and to feel sort of have that sense of community when you're on stage and the you know reaction of the crowd. 
Great. Um, so kind of jumping back, I guess, a little bit. Um, around Nervous specifically, I think there's a lot of, at least the way that I took the song, there's a lot of kind of awareness around like mental health and, and things like that. How important is it for you to write in that genre? You know what I mean? Like, obviously it's not specifically just, I'm just going to write mental health songs, but like, yeah, yeah, obviously yeah. it's a, a therapy of sorts. How important Absolutely. was that for you? Uh, for, for Nervous, very important. That was the, like you said, I, I, I don't, um, you know, I don't think it's necessary to have uh, sort of reference to, to mental health in all of the songs that we have. Um, but that song, yeah, undoubtedly was lyrically, I had to sort of go into a place and, and sort of add to it whenever I was, you know, anxious or, I don't know, just like feeling down and just be very aware of it. And like you say, it was very therapeutic to write about that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, it's important that I think the overall message of that song is to, I don't know, like don't judge a book by its cover sort of thing. Um, you know, you, you don't always know what people are going through. Right. That's sort of always the way that, you know, I've sort of lived my life is, is that you need to be wary of what other people are going through as well. Um, you know, you, you never know how people are. And I, I think the song mainly is about the front that sometimes you can put, you know, in, in social situations to, to make people think that you are perhaps not the same as you actually feel inside, right. um, just to sort of protect yourself. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think everybody's, you know, sort of guilty of doing that sometimes. And it's just being aware of it and sort of, like I say, capturing that point in my life when I wrote that track. Awesome. Um, so that's basically everything I've got. I want to do two more questions that are a little more, um, I guess a little more fun um, and not directly correlated. But uh, cool. so the first one is going to be, you've already had Kellen, obviously, but in a dream world for each of you, who would be the, the collaboration that just in the perfect world you could hit? Oh, I don't know. Kellen again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Does anybody have one off the top of their head? Yeah, I do. Um, Mike Shinoda from Linkin Park. Solid. I probably would have liked to say Chester, but right. unfortunately, uh, he's not with us anymore. But Mike, he uh, like if if he could like produce one of our tracks, I know it'd be a little <laughs> bit off piste. Yeah, but, <laughs> slightly. I mean, yeah. But um, I mean, he has this ability to write and create songs of any genre, and they just they're all good. Each yeah. one of their albums. Uh, goes down a different genre and a different vibe, a different sound, and they just seem to nail it. And um, Mike Shinoda is behind a lot of that. He's actually been doing a lot of um, live streams mm -hmm. uh, over the COVID-19 period of just where someone, one of his patrons, or someone in the comments of his live stream of his of his last stream, says, "Hey, write a song in this genre at this BPM," and he goes, "Okay," and that's it. Yeah, and off, 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 he goes. <laughs> off he goes. Yeah. Um, Jay, have you got one? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's often because it, we listen to music from so many different genres. Um, so, I mean, like, the, the sort of emo kid at heart really wants, like, Patrick Stump or Hayley Williams or something right. like that. Right. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but I think, like, something really random would be cool. Um, I don't know who, but just uh, somebody from a totally different genre would be my preference yeah. yeah i mean you could get like 
like Halsey, right? She's a emo kid at heart. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you hear the track yeah. she did with uh, Bring Me Horizon? Yeah, that bangs. Yeah, I'll be able to hear that. Are you, I went to. I actually went to go see Halsey. Um, I, I think it was late last year um, at the O2 in London, and she played that song, and I was just blown away, man. She can yeah. scream. Yeah, the girl's oh, wow. insanely talented. Yeah, yeah man. I think. I, um, I think as uh, my pick would probably be. It's it's hard because I, my answer would be dependent on who I'm sort of listening to, at that given time, right. um, and. Yeah, I, d- I don't think the genre is so important as it is to like you know that you know, their talent. So if it's you know yeah. a vocalist or you know a guitarist or something like that. But um, yeah, I've like recently been listening to to Phoebe Bridges' new album. Mm-hmm. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, um, <laughs> she's yeah. It's just her voice is just I was instantly captured by it um, when I listened to her debut. And I forget the name of it now, but yeah, just I think she'd be fantastic to work with. Awesome. I think Max Max is that sort of uh he's that kid that's that finds an artist before anyone seems to know about them and he's been shouting about phoebe bridges for, for forever. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah see that's yeah. that's kind of how i am though like i mean obviously i've been in the music journalism industry for for a long time now but growing up and even now i've got friends that'll just randomly text me and they're like hey i need new music like give me something and yeah I'm, i can always hit them back with a few people so yeah. yeah, Max. Max is that that guy for me. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the pro- I think the problem for me and uh, music as a consumer is that I'll find an album that I really like, find an artist that I really like, download their entire discography, listen to it in the car, and be like, "This is my favorite band ever," or "My favorite art- artist ever." And then the next week, it's a completely new artist because I've just listened to it too much. Yep. Um, so yeah, but I, th- I think I think. Yeah, Phoebe Bridges is probably one of the more consistent ones that's sort of always been on my playlist. Awesome. So, um, yeah. All right. So let's say, um, again, perfect world. COVID goes away. You guys are able to, to get out on tour. Where are some places that are on, like, kind of the bucket list for tour for you? Well, there's, there's so much of the world <laughs> left to, to have Wolf Culture playing. Um, I think, I mean, it's always been the dream, obviously, to, to go over to the States and... You know, play over there, yeah. um, and that's where a lot of our like listeners can come from statistically, right? <laughs> on like Spotify and uh, Apple Music and stuff like that. Um, but big up Chicago, more... yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. We, we see you. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, so I, th- I, I'm not sure. Like, I think uh, more short term. I think on a more realistic sense, I think it'd be cool to um, go over to you know, playing more places in Europe. Um, I mean, obviously, there's so many factors, you know, like Brexit, which, and COVID, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, it's, yeah, a, it's a perfect world. you got to aim high. It's a perfect world. Yeah, perfect yeah, world is what we're saying. I, I, think, I think somewhere really obscure. Um, I want to play high in the mountains somewhere, like the Alps or something, <laughs> in a log cabin, uh, in a jacuzzi, and... Uh, Sorry, a hot tub. Right. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, I don't know, just like an acoustic set there, and then and then just beers. Oh my god! Seems like I, a solid I, I idea. Think, uh, yeah, I think Japan is a big one for me. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say that. Yeah. Yeah. I just the culture and just yeah, no, it's, it's, I'm big on that. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, their shows always seem really crazy. 
I, I was uh, going to say, Japanese, if you, if you ever watch, like, any band that has toured over there, any live footage, you get one of two crowds over there, it seems like. You either get the super, like, respectful, they don't, they don't hold up phones, they don't dance around a whole lot, like, they're very respectful of the artist, or you get the exact opposite, where it's the most, like, hardcore <laughs> kids just jumping around yeah. and having the most fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean we're we're cool with either of those, right? Of yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just engagement is cool. If you're gonna just don't stand at the back with your arms crossed. Yeah, that's, that's uh, fine. Yeah, yeah. That said, I mean like South America is, seems to be a big one for us as well, and I'd love to make it down there. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. There's there's still still a lot of the world we we get to see as people yeah. and as you know musicians as well. So I think we've got a lot to look forward to, hopefully. Right, right. <laughs> so yeah. Let's see how this release goes for us. <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully well. You know, everything I've heard off of it so far, I, yeah. I've really enjoyed, and I think there's a lot of potential in it. So um, oh, thank you. Oh, thank yeah, you. Yeah, definitely. So as soon as the States open up, you know, Chicago is kind of a they they went super hardcore with their lockdown so hopefully they're they're getting things under control um but that's only like a three hour drive for me so i'm all all about getting up there and stuff when you guys get here is it is it is it indiana yeah so yeah. chicago's we're, we're, technically we're illinois but yeah so chicago's illinois uh it'd be indianapolis but the way that the the markets are here in the u.s even though indianapolis is one of the i forget what we are we're like the 11th largest city i think it is in in the u.s we're still considered a b market based off of all the you know album sales and stuff like that so chicago would be your a market and definitely there's all kinds of of really cool venues for you guys up there i mean we're 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 pretty easy just anywhere that will have us right (laughs) yeah for sure so uh, I think that's everything I've got for you guys. Um, what I'm going to do here for the last couple minutes, however long it takes you, um, plug anything you want, guys. Uh, we'll obviously have your socials and everything linked, but you know, oh. tell fans whatever you want, plug anything you got, whatever you want to do. Uh, Reese, do you want to plug, plug the dates? Plug the dates. Oh. The dates, yeah, man. So <laughs> Ultimatum um, with the feature of Ken and Quinn, that is on the 16th of July. And the EP Dying in the Living Room is 31st of July. Please. That's our plug. That's our plug. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, can enjoy it. you can also uh, can also pre-save the, the entire EP on, yeah. I think, almost every major platform. Uh, okay. Yeah. Pretty confident yeah. saying that. So, yeah, we've got pre-save links on all of our socials. And, uh, you know, yeah. if you want to come and follow us on, on anything, we're, ho- we're hoping to get way more active. So, um, It'd be good to see whoever's listening to this. Yeah, 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 for sure. And we'll come up with some weird hashtag. I've not done that before, but we'll do like some hashtag so that when they interact with you for the first time, they can you can see where they came from. Um, oh, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. So I appreciate you guys taking the time. Um, you know, I, I know it's getting a little later over there in the UK, so uh, <laughs> let you guys get to bed so that you can get up for work in the morning and all that. But um, again, you know, really appreciate you guys taking the time. We'll be sure oh, to, to plug this and get this over to the girls at Big Picture so that uh, they can get everything out. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate it, guys. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Hopefully Josh. we'll be talking soon in the, the future and, you know, good luck with everything. Enjoy yeah, the rest of your Sunday. Thank you. Yeah, cheers. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good one. Thanks, you guys yeah. too. See you soon. Thanks. Later. Later. Bye. And that was my conversation with the guys in Wolf Culture. Um, 
really enjoyed that talk. Really appreciate them taking the time to to work on the schedule and everything with me. Um, obviously, them being based out of the UK, we did a weekend um, interview so that we could link up our our times a little better and things like that. Um, but yeah, you guys definitely need to check them out. They've got some really big stuff happening. Sky's the limit for these guys. I think there's a a uniqueness to their sound that is really going to propel them in a, a direction that hopefully um, catches a lot of attention. Uh, new single just dropped last week with Kellen Quinn. That one's called Ultimatum. Um, when we originally recorded this, we were planning on having it drop a little bit sooner than what it did. Uh, but then the album, you know, got pushed back a little further and, and whatnot. So, um, the new single, like I said, with Kellen Quinn is out now. Um, definitely recommend you guys check that out. The album actually comes out in just a few days. Um, it is dropping on the 31st, which is this coming Friday. Uh, you guys don't want to miss this. You know, I'm going to have a link to all their socials like I always do. Jump over, follow them on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. Um, And then, like they said, they've got links up for pre-saves and that sort of thing so that as soon as that album drops, you're going to be able to to see it and, you know, have it on your your phone or whatever. Um, Highly, highly recommend you guys checking these guys out. Um, Again, really appreciate them taking the time, getting things linked up uh, schedule-wise and whatnot. Um, Yeah, and we said that we would do some sort of hashtag for when you guys interact with them, um, just to let them know that you heard the podcast or maybe you hadn't heard of them before and you're only listening to them because of the podcast or only checking them out because of the podcast uh, or the flip side of that. You're a fan of them and you're checking out the podcast because of them. Just, you know, to let them know that uh, you heard it and, you know, um, that it was it was a conversation that you enjoyed or whatever. Um, Let's do for that hashtag. We'll just make it simple. Let's do hashtag YMTS X Wolf Culture. So. Essentially, you make the scene by wolf culture. Um, so, again, hashtag YMTS X wolf culture. Um, and we'll have that in the description as well so that you guys can easily see uh, what we want to do here. For the outro, though, I am going to give you guys a little bit of their new single, Ultimatum, with Kellen Quinn of Sleeping With Sirens. As always, guys, thank you so much for checking us out, all the love and support that you're giving us. Uh, make sure you're sharing the podcast. The The bands that we're representing um, you know, are supporting with, with the podcast, things like that. Um, you know, All that goes a, a long way, and we really do appreciate it, and um, yeah, I, I can't thank you guys enough. So that's going to be everything for us this week. 
as always, guys, remember, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and you make the scene. <laughs>